Might as well start with a little bit of Queen as we get ready to go to Charleston for episode 23 of the Bearded Car Cast. So frequently we jump in your car and you've got something like this 80s on 8. Love 80s on, on 8. Love 80s on 8. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I wouldn't say I love it. Yeah, but you're it. 10 years younger than me. Yeah, but I like music 20 years older than this. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I'm certainly not sitting around listening to 80s or 90s music given my druthers. No. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, we're off to Charleston. Winthrop undefeated. 10-game win streak on the line. 8-0 in conference play. And uh, when the Eagles have been this deep undefeated, two times good things have happened. Yeah. I mean, Winthrop's hosted the conference tournament a bunch of times, and every time it's been at home, they've won it. Winthrop has been 8-0 in conference four times. They've gotten a 9-0 twice. They've won it all of those times. Life is good, but there's still a lot of games to play. And as you know, Charleston Southern can be a difficult place to play, and their court may or may not be 92 feet. This is my favorite story. This was like three years ago. And after years of talking about, man, this is a small place, Dave decided to bring a tape measure. Now, we didn't have a full, like, 100. What we needed to do was get, like, a 100-foot tape measure because you had, like, a 30-foot tape measure. So we had to, like, so, I mean, I think it was pretty accurate. We and, marked it, and it, it was off. indeed a, a, it a looked, regulation. It looked court. like a regulation. But you court. know, you didn't go. You only did like yeah, back went, and forth. You didn't I go, went on the sideline. I didn't go on the didn't baseline. baseline. I, you know, Winthrop practiced on uh, Tuesday in downtown Rock Hill at the new facility. Yeah. How was that downtown? Well, it was really nice, and there are a zillion courts. I mean, there got to be a dozen different courts there, and they were on one of the the side courts, and Jeff Lahr, the longtime athletic trainer at Winthrop, said to me, does this court look just a little bit short to you? <laughs> and I said, well, it is the right court to practice on before playing <laughs> at Charleston <laughs> Southern. <laughs> That's funny. And this breaking news out of Charleston Southern, one of their top scorers, uh, who has been suspended, hadn't played the last four games, has decided to enter the transfer portal, portal Don yeah. Schuler. It's unclear whether he was told to enter the transfer well, portal yeah. or he elected to. But did you see, like, the statement he put out? Yeah, I saw him. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was, now, we'll get more information on this later, but it read to me like he hadn't really told anybody because it was, like, to my fans, to my coaches, to... <laughs> it's like... With all due respect to Don Schuler, do you think he's talking to a massive audience? No, I don't think so. But, you know, he is a, a CSU star, according to his bio. So. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're stars too, but our yeah, numbers our listening mind, to the Bearded yeah. Car Guest indicate otherwise. Well, no, it depends on the level of success. Yes, that, that, that's true. Right? I mean, if you're looking at, like, under a 1,000 listens, then we're definitely stars. You know, I thought that we were going to... No, I didn't actually think we were going to have a major celebrity on the car cast this week. But I thought we had a chance to get Debbie Antonelli on yes. because she lives in Charleston. Charleston. But when I reached out to her and she got back to me, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, yeah, traveling, she is right? traveling and she's got games everywhere. In all the years that we have been doing... Winthrop basketball, and I believe it is now 14 years where we've traveled around and we've called games and done things on the road and met a lot of people. I don't know if there's anyone I like better than Debbie Antonelli. Well, it was great meeting her. We met her when Winthrop was in the tournament in Milwaukee a couple years ago. She was working with Carter. And uh, was G-Man on that crew too? Mike G-Man? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's, and she's just 
such an ambassador to the sport of basketball and just a good person. You know? And she's a junkie. Yeah. Like, you get the people that have a job because they've got great hair or great pipes. Debbie Antonelli watches film like that is what the job requires, as in she's watching film like coaches. She's watching like till three in the morning and trying to figure out how they're going to play sideline ball screens. And by God, if she can't figure it out, she's going to pop in another game. She just loves going to practice and talking to coaches and knowing the X's and O's. And when I watch college basketball, and I watch a lot of college basketball, as far as analysts go, I'm not sure there's anyone I like watching more. And I love Bill Raftery and I love Jay Billis, but there is nobody more prepared than Debbie Antonelli. Well, and it shows. When you work that hard, it's it's hard not to be good. And that's why when we saw Carter and Debbie and G-Man, there was a three-man crew. And the next year, only two of them remained. So we're off to Charleston. Charleston Southern... Uh, they're playing well. They've won four straight. They're they're billing this like it's a return to a rivalry. But it's not Greek night. It's not Greek they night. They did not it's get a white the memo. Out, Winter only plays on Greek night. Greek night at Hampton. Greek night at Radford. Like, like are is there no Greek life? Where well, where maybe are they realized the teams that were hosting Greek night were losing. Well, maybe. I, I, is it harder to have a Greek night at a at a religious school? Not if it's a Greek school. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of those out there. Right, right, right. Um, so, and we're going to Charleston, which is one of Dave's and mine favorite city. There are only two good road trips in the Big South, and this year we didn't get scheduled to go to Asheville. Right, right. So this is the only really, like, cool, fun place to go with all due respect and not that much is due to Radford, Virginia and Farmville, Virginia. Hampton's actually kind of neat. No, Hampton's good. I would put Hampton as a good spot, too. It's just a long way. It's just a long way to go. Um, And I think we go to the New River Valley in the wrong time of the year. I think the New River Valley might be the wrong time of year, all times of year. But no, yeah. I think the summertime because you can do the the whitewater rafting. And yeah, there's do, outdoor there's activities. outdoor stuff. You can do. And, and actually, a lot of the like cultural things we've thought about doing up We're there. Closed. Yeah, closed yeah. for the winter. So yeah, I'd be more interested in going though if you call me up over the summer <laughs> and say, Hey, wanna? Hey, wanna, let's do a bearded carcass and go to the New River yeah, Valley. Want to head to Roanoke for the weekend? I'll be like, you know, why don't you and Sam and John enjoy that and send me a postcard. Yeah, re- report back. That's funny. But no, Charleston is a great spot. Uh, so have we decided what we're doing yet? I don't know. Have we decided? There, there's so many options. I emailed you 10 or 12 different things. Yeah, I came up with about three others. Yeah, so there are lots of good Well, I mean, options. I think the... Um, I think we should eat at Magnolia's. I think we should go to Magnolia's. Magnolia's... They were closed last year. They were... Well, they weren't... They, they had some oh, they sort had some of sort issue. of, like, kitchen issue. Yeah, there yeah. was a problem. We well, so it was... Go. Technically, it was closed. I was correct. Well, yes. But it wasn't, like, four years ago or five years ago when they were actually closed for, like, six weeks for renovations. Right. I mean... There are a million great restaurants in Charleston, like one of the best culinary cities in the country, but golly, Magnolia's is the best. It's great. It's fantastic. That sheet crab soup, it is, everything they make is terrific. The service is great. The location, I mean, my God. Yeah, and it's right down there, like that Market Street area. It's great, great. Now, one of the places you sent me the, the, the link to, uh, 
It's only open by appointment, so I don't think we're going to make it to uh, Mrs. Whitney's Gardens. Well, I mean, I think if we showed up and we flashed our bearded car cast credentials... That's right, yeah. You know, they might want us to record something while we were there right. or something, right. but, you know, yeah. probably well, We do have the ability that. to do that with the camera. So. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Coming up on Sunday, it's the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday. Do you feel like this has been the strangest lead-up to the Super Bowl I feel ever? like it's really flat. Really flat? And we'll talk about one of the primary reasons. But they're two good teams. Like, that's what's crazy. Yeah, I, I think the Kobe Bryant stuff, well, though, that's, yeah, that, just okay, that's put, lost, a, yeah. put a... But I think it was before that, too. Do to you? Yeah. I didn't, last I didn't, week, no one was... I didn't get any kind of buzz last week. I don't understand why there have to be two weeks between. Like, I feel like in the two weeks, I've kind of, like, lost... I don't want to say lost interest, but, like, I've lost momentum. Well, I think part of it is... I mean, I think some of it you could point towards marketing, a build-up, even though we're not seeing that this time. Uh, I think logistically, though, uh, trying to get all your stuff in order... Because once you get there on Monday, like, the week flies by. So I think... And it's a different it's a different situation. Are you talking about media or are you talking about No, no, about I'm talking the about the actual teams. But and, the teams do this every week. They play in Chicago on one no, week. No, but and, it's no, but uh, you're organizing it's more like ancillary logistics oh. and not I mean, it, not that it's a big deal, but you know, you're spending 8 to 9 hours a day trying to get ready for a game, but you got to worry about hotel rooms for your third cousins who's coming in. You're wondering about how you're getting 50 tickets for I mean, it's 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 kind of the, those things that I think makes it I just wish there was only one week so we could get that XFL season started sooner. <laughs> you fired up about the XFL? Oh, just like I was the AAF last year. Is your uh, opinion- although I sent the, I get the sense though there's less buzz about the XFL, and I could be complete. Maybe I'm just in a bubble, but I feel like there was more promotion last year of the AAF than I've seen of the XFL coming up. Is that fair, or am I just? I don't know. Was anyone talking about the AAF? Before? Remember, they were run- CBS was running like a bunch of commercials. Yeah, promos. Yeah, I don't know. Yet, you see, it's funny you say that because I feel like when I've heard people talk about the XFL, people have been bullish about, like, yeah. its ability to succeed. And But I, we were in the same place last year with the AAF. Then the AAF had that good ratings in the first right. week, and the quality of play was pretty good. And then, like, But they kind of had the same problems that the um, that the USFL had. Is they, they didn't... Well, first of all, the biggest problem difference was they didn't have the funding. But it's... but. I, I think given the right funding, the AAF, I thought, was a pretty decent product. It was, right up until, until they, they didn't, didn't have, have any money. money and <laughs> that was the end of the product. Like, w- would you put a dollar on the XFL seeing season two, seeing season three, or not existing? I think it's too early to tell. Well, yeah, of course it's too early I mean, to tell. It wouldn't but, be a prediction if but, it was afterwards. But uh, No, no, but you still have to have some sort of information to get yeah, it Yeah, we haven't like, seen we any games. Now, here, but I will say this. I think it may be more likely that they see a season two because I think there were enough people excited about the AAF that maybe they'll give the XFL a chance. And, and I think the XFL maybe has a better business plan. So financially, they might be better. Maybe because they failed the first time. They but I think maybe they can jump something. on the momentum of the AAF, learn from those mistakes, and, you know, maybe have... Look, it's all about the funding. I mean, if you can't... If you can't... I would have loved to have seen what would have happened if the, the AAF went to a championship game. But, yeah. you know, we'll never know. Like, And would they have been able to... like? If, but if, didn't Steve Spurrier claim a championship? I, he might have. Even though there was but no he's championship? He's like UCF, right? 
No, but UCF actually like went to a no, bowl know, game know, and won know, and know, completed know, an undefeated I I season. I where uh, <laughs> I mean, Spurrier claims a championship. I think they bought championship rings, or at least they, they did like some championship. So they had enough money thing. for rings. But <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Spurrier's got plenty of cash no, himself. I yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Do you know what? Did ex- you get a ring? Yeah, I did. I did not get a ring. I don't even remember the name of the nickname of the team. He was coaching the team the Orlando, in Orlando, right? Yeah, Orlando. But they actually practiced in Georgia, right? Because they <laughs> couldn't get insurance. There was an insurance issue. I mean, it was a mess. It was a mess. What about the Super Bowl? Are you excited or unexcited? I think I'll get excited on Super Bowl Sunday. Like once the day comes, I think I'll be ready for it. Uh, this is the first year in for years. We, I don't think we really have a game plan for Sunday yet. Um, I mean, there was talk about maybe doing something in the, with the neighbors, but um, I don't know. And, and, you know, I think a lot of that, for me, I think is... Um, I think this is a great game. I don't think that's a sexy matchup, though, for whatever reason. Well, that's because the Patriots aren't in it for the first time in forever. No, but, but, but if you think about it outside of the New England bubble, right? I mean... Patrick Mahomes is by far the biggest rising star in the NFL, and you can make he's the not argument. a rising star. He's the best player well, in the league. Uh, well, that's what I was getting at. You could say he's the, he's the best player in the league, right? I, I don't think you can argue. I think he is the best player in the league. Okay. Well, I'm not arguing. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm, both statements are true. Okay. Um, but then you have, you know, a San Francisco team that is strong on the opposite side of the ball, where Kansas City is strong. So th- there's some intriguing yep. matchups with the. With the line play, I mean, this, this. When you break down the keys to this game, it's going to be cliche city because it's going to be well, who wins the battle of the trenches. Well, that's true because, yeah. you know, who has the better line uh, is, is going to dictate this game. You know, who's going to be the better quarterback? I mean, you would think Mahomes, but well, and can Kansas City stop the run? I mean, it, right. it, yeah. it's it is those cliche things like who's going to control the trenches? Well, Kansas can you establish the running the run? game? Can yeah. you establish the running game? And can anybody defend Mahomes? They've got the better quarterback. And, and, you know, all those intangibles. It gets to the end of the game, you know. Well, which quarterback do you want? Who wants it more? <laughs> yeah, right. But but that being said, it is a really compelling, I think really so. fun, yeah. good matchup. Yet, my level of excitement and yeah, anticipation. Yeah, it's not that great. Yeah, it's not. I, but, like, I feel like a lot of it is the two weeks. Like, and maybe the Kobe Bryant stuff in the middle of it just totally took the momentum and the attention away from it so that, like, now you're kind of, like, getting back. Like, oh, yeah, there is one more NFL game to be played. I don't It just, it's the weirdest lead-up. Like, normally, like, it builds. Like, the championship game happens, and you're off of a high from that, and, and then you start thinking what the Super Bowl's going to be like. And, like, maybe it gets lost a little bit in the next weekend, but by Monday, you're like... All right, let's kick it off. Let, let's let's break this thing down. And here we are recording on Thursday morning. And I mean, like, when the game comes, just like you said, come Sunday, I'll You'll be, be thinking about yeah. what are we going to eat right. and where are we going to watch. I'm very excited. This is the first Super Bowl televised in 4K. So right, I think it'll right. look yeah. spectacular. But, uh, yeah. I, are you more yet. excited about the two teams or excited about the 4K? Uh, both. Both two good teams. I mean, if anyone should be seen in 4K, it's it's Andy Reid, right? Yeah, I right. mean, if you want to make sure you get all of those angles yeah. and it's really pixelated yeah, but I think, perfectly. But I think the ladies would rather see porn star Jimmy in 4K. Huh. 
I think it's Andy Reid. That's like when I got my first ever HD TV, and the first show that turned on was PTI. And I'm like, right. I mean, it, this is the reason we have like this yeah. to see Will Bond and Kornheiser. Right. Right. Yeah. That's funny. Follically challenged. Follically challenged. Um, what do you think the game comes down to? I mean, is it is it can they stop Mahomes? Is it can Kansas City stop the running game? Like, what do you think is the most important aspect of this game? Well, probably that. I mean, if Kansas City can't stop the running game. San Francisco is going to be content to have long offensive right. positions. And I think that's how you beat Mahomes is keep him off the field. Of course. I mean, turnovers, right? right. That one's always, always huge. I mean, Kansas City's offense seems unstoppable. If anyone's got a chance of stopping them, I like San Francisco's chance of doing it. But the 49ers' offense isn't sexy, but it works. It works. And the way it works is keeping the other team off the field. Like, I, I like the 49ers a little bit, but I'm certainly not going to be surprised if yeah. Mahomes throws for 400 yards and they win. Yeah. Think it's low scoring or high scoring? Right, yeah, I, that's a great question. I think I would probably put it at, I think it's, I think it's going to be like a 27-24 type of game. Yeah. I think there's going to be some points. I don't think it's going to be a ton of points. Now watch it be like a 35, 30, you know, or a you know, 42, which I, I think would be good. I mean, I think that more. Scoring. I just hope entertaining. Last year's Super Bowl was so bad. I don't think so you want to be bad. like, or like the, like the Rams and the, the Patriots. That, that's one of the worst football games I've ever watched. And I know, like, the defense was really good, but the Rams' offense sucked. The Rams' defense was mediocre. Right. The, the play calling and the game plan and the coaching and the execution. Tom Brady freaking stunk, yeah. and it didn't matter. Belichick, to his credit, was just like, we'll just keep punting, and it won't matter because right. the defense isn't going to give up any points. Yeah. Like So, like, it was a good win, but it was it wasn't a an bad game. game to watch. Yeah. And, and I, just, I hope that is... Is not still the case. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Super Bowl commercials were a thing. Yes. Are they still a thing? Yeah, but now they're getting leaked on the internet. I feel like I've seen less about that this week than I have in any previous year. I don't know. I, I just wonder, are we the way we consume media now is different too, you know? So it's like, I mean, because a lot of what you're talking about, you know, five, ten years ago, even five years ago, but more so ten years ago, you know, uh, USA Today would have a story on it somewhere during this week, you know, um, the Super Bowl commercials. And I, how many Super Bowl commercials have you watched? They, like you said, they're leaked. Have you watched I, many? No, no. No? No. Because you haven't found them or you're not interested? Or both? I'm, I mean, more so I just haven't looked. I mean, it's not that I'm not interested, but it just there's just so much more... There's just so, so much more going on, and you know, here, well, here's another thing, and I didn't even think about this when you were mentioning this. And obviously, the Kobe Bryant is important, but how much of, and not that they intersect, and not that we're going to talk about this, but how much is maybe attention being paid more towards the impeachment stuff than you know, maybe that's sucking some of the oxygen out of space people have to devote. Is to anybody paying attention to the impeachment stuff? My understanding is the ratings are atrocious. Well, I don't know. Well, but here's the thing. I think there's a difference between television ratings and water bubble talk. Yeah. And I think on the water cooler situation, I think that's more of a... Um, like, I'm very interested in it, but I'm not consuming it. Right. I mean, I'll listen to a podcast or read an article, but I, I'm not listening to NPR all day long. Like, Get the it, fuck out of the car, Dave. <laughs> it's pretty dry. You like NPR. It's pretty dry. 
Could you, if I showed you a, a map of Ukraine, no or a, chance. A map of the world with no borders. Could you pick out? No chance. <laughs> I don't know if I could pick out uh, Charleston, South Carolina, from Myrtle Beach. Uh, do we have to put? We have, we have to probably put an explicit uh, language disclaimer on this, right? Oh yeah, we're gonna get in big trouble. I, I'm, I'm sure of that. I should have said get the bleep out of the car. <laughs> Maybe I'll bleep it. I'm not gonna find it. I'm not gonna spend the time to look for it. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. We don't have a dump button on the uh, bearded car cast. Oh. Brett? <laughs> Jeremy? Guys? Anybody? Bueller? Do you have an official prediction? Um, I'm, I think San Francisco is going to win the game, and I, I'm going to stick with my, what did I say, 27-24? Yeah. I'm going to go San Francisco 27-24. Okay, that'll be an official bearded car cast prediction. I'll go with the same thing. We'll, just, we'll both take wow. San Francisco tight and a relatively high scoring. What is? Game. I don't even know what the line is. That's how. It's one. It's one. Okay. Kansas City one. Kansas City uh, one. But I, I like the 49ers a little bit. I probably like a few fewer points than that. But that, that that's alright. Do you get into any of like the goofy bets, like the? Um, or do you do squares? Do you, do you do anything like fun prop stuff? Um. I mean, from an analytics perspective, I think there's money to be won on those things, but this is college basketball season, so I'm not you like putting together to a computer right. program right. And, yeah. and popping out right. numbers. Um, I, I read and follow some people that I think are really, really, really smart, and you know, they'll tell you, you know, Unders are generally better than overs because yeah. well, the general public. Usually never, but they never usually live up to the hype, though. Well, the general public wants to say over on touchdowns thrown, over on oh, yardage. Oh, oh, oh. oh, you mean over? Okay, uh, on props. Yeah, on the props. So, like, pretty much, if you said, "Do you think McCole Hartman is going to catch two and a half passes or more or less?" I'd say less. You know, do you think? Tyree Kill is going to catch 84 yards or less. You say less on all of them because right. all of those numbers are shaded too high because the general public wants to bet over on everything. What's the over-under on the length of the national anthem? You... I've seen it. I, I don't know. I don't even know the person singing. It's like Demi Lovato, right? Yeah, Demi Lovato. You don't Who know Demi Lovato? That? She's a pop singer. Yeah. I mean, like in the Taylor Swift Category like like yeah, how I mean, popular is she? Uh, probably not Taylor Swift popular, but pretty popular. Yeah, I only know this because I have a thirteen-year-old, and you know sometimes we listen to you know pop pop music. Well, I don't have any beef with it. It's just it's not in my. It's not in your seventies uh, wheelhouse. But but I want to listen. It's to not in sixties. It's, 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 it's not. It's, it's not, not the Doors. If the yeah. Doors were doing, it's not the, your seventies rock playlist. Yeah. I'm telling you right it's now. It's not in your 60s, If the folks Beatles your... <laughs> or the Doors, if the Rolling Stones or the Grateful Dead were performing the national anthem, I would be all in on it. Demi Lovato? Eh. Eh. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, might, I might warm up the nachos. Yeah. Warm up the nachos. Yeah. Who's up? Oh, Shakira is performing at halftime. Shakira, Shakira. Now, I only know about her because she was on 60 Minutes. Well, her hips don't lie. So, that so was like they her said. big hit, right? Like like, like ten years ago. Yeah, but then she's all. I mean, she's obviously she's big internationally, but she's uh, she was like because we occasionally uh, get into the voice, and she was one of the judges on that. Is someone coaches, else on coaches. that? Is is Jennifer Lopez in the? In um, the... they mix, so it's uh, it's been like well, Adam Levine and Blake Shelton. No, not on the, the Voice on 
on the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh. Isn't there someone else performing as well? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, but that goes to show you, like, in years past, I'd be all over that stuff. I just don't... I, I'll tell you this, Dave, and I know we've harped on this in the past. Um, I, I just think our general lack of knowledge of general stuff is going by the wayside because people aren't reading newspapers. Because sometimes, you know, you might go to a newspaper to read a specific story, but you can't help but see, oh, here's a sidebar on the Super Bowl and the entertainment. I'll look at that. Right. Yeah. Stitcher or iTunes or SoundCloud. We'd love if you would leave a review. If you want to send us a note, here to carcastoutlook.com is the place to go. There was a tragic and an enormous yes. story over the weekend in Kobe Bryant's passing. And I mean, I'm not here to write his obit or biography because there are a thousand different sure. places you can do that. But the, the stunning nature of it and then the reaction nationally to me was um, strong. I mean, I, I I was not prepared for the number of people that seemed to be really, really touched and then in a news cycle that seems to come and go in a matter of hours we're four days later, and it still feels like this is the number one story going. And it just speaks to, generationally, how important Kobe Bryant was for a lot of people. And I heard one conversation uh, that I thought was interesting, because, you know, I'm, I'm probably almost 10 years older than Kobe. Um, for me, if I was in my early 40s, late 30s, and... Same thing happened to Michael Jordan. That would have been kind of crushing for me. Not that, you know, Kobe was, it was crushing because it was, you know, you, you know, for the last 20 years, he's, he's been, you know, a superstar. He's been, uh, you know, obviously a great basketball player. He's, uh, you know, won an Emmy. Um, you know, there's all, there's some, you know, this is not, not all of it's great, but there's some, some other stuff in his past too. Um, but the, the, the impact that he had, not just in America, but worldwide is, what I didn't expect. I knew when I saw it, and, it, and it's one of those moments. I'll remember where I was, where I, where I heard the news. I was sitting at my computer in my office. I was actually getting ready to do a women's game on Tuesday, doing some prep work, and I had Twitter up, and all of a sudden, it's like TMZ reports Kobe Bryant is. And I'm like, what? I was at the Joel Coliseum talking to Syracuse women's basketball coach Quinton Hillsman. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's I think it, it's tragic for many reasons, right? But. But the layers of it, I mean, it's it's an international superstar. It's a, you know, basketball hero for a lot of people, right? It's a dad. You know, his daughter was with him. And then you find out that, you know, it wasn't just them. There were, uh, you know, other families that were going to the basketball game with him, part of his team, one of his coaches. And, you know, and you just feel the, the sympathy for, for all the families that were involved in this. And it's... Um, you know, that's not supposed to happen to celebrities, right? 
you know, but it happens to everybody. It's, it's, it's part of life. I mean, that is a really interesting point. And I think the reason the story has resonated, obviously, is because the shock of someone that young, and he is an enormous global right. celebrity that people know across the entire world. But people that are 40 years old die every day. Right. And many of them in very tragic ways. To me, if your spouse dies, your mom or dad dies, your son or daughter dies, your neighbor, your best friend, those are the things that you have relationships with, people that you know, people that you deeply care about, people that you have had an impact on their lives. And those are the really emotional, difficult things. You can be the largest fan in the world of whatever athlete or whatever celebrity, whatever singer or actor you want, but most of the people that are mourning this loss and they absolutely have the right to mourn and you can get emotional and worked up about absolutely anything didn't actually know him yeah they, they, that is but a, that's the but he's also I mean I, I, the only thing I could kind of I was trying to think of what are some things that have been similar in, during my lifetime um, and it's a little bit different because he was a, an active player but like when Thurman Munson died in a car crash in the airplane crash when he, when he crashed the plane um but you know you didn't have that you know you didn't have that instantaneous connection to things that you do have now and Kobe I think was you know because I mean he was in the middle of his career when social media started but I mean you know that that kind of helped his celebrity I think being a, in Los Angeles being a Laker absolutely but to me it's been over a decade ago now you and I broadcast winter basketball and yeah. not long after the season DeAndre Adams, one of the team's players, a backup point guard, played probably 15 minutes a game, died in a car accident. That loss was much more impactful and continues to be much more impactful to me than Kobe Bryant. That's not to say that that is right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. But we actually knew him and talked to him and traveled with him. We still see John Adams every now and again, his dad. I talked to Paul Molinari maybe a month ago. Paul was an assistant coach on that team. He's now at Youngstown State. Paul is going to the Final Four this year in Atlanta, and he told me, you know, I get two tickets every year to the Final Four, and I go with different people, and sometimes I give them away, and I go, you know, I talked to John Adams, and I'm going to take him to the Final Four this year. I don't know how a relationship, and, and I'm not standing up and saying we were really close to DeAndre. We covered him. We sometimes traveled with the team. We occasionally were at his table for a meal, but I wouldn't pretend to have known him on a very deep level, but we knew him as a basketball player on Winthrop's team. Again, I've watched Kobe Bryant play many, many times, but I, I, I would not claim to know him. Right, and I don't think, but can you really ever know somebody? Like, even in our celebrity, you, you know, you know what 
the narrative becomes around a celebrity. But do you, I don't know that you ever really know that person. See, it's funny you say that because I was talking to someone about this the other day. The only people you know, in my opinion, are people that you live with. Yeah. Because once the doors are closed and people are doing their own thing, you spend a lot of time with your son and your wife. You don't know what I do at my house in the many, many hours a day that I'm not around you. And we spend a ton of time together. We're in the car. We're at the Coliseum. Yeah. We're going to games. We're, we've stayed in... Well, uh, I have hacked into your uh, camera system, so... I, <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, we, we've stayed in hotels. All of that sort of stuff. So, like, you get a pretty good picture of it, but you, but, I, but, there's, but there are But there are still some things that... No, that's a good point. Because there are some things that you would say that can be very tragic... And pick a pick a whatever, and and there are certain things that you would say, and we would say this about each other that if it were to happen, and be like that's the last person I would think that would happen to. Right, and like when news stories break, whether they are unbelievably positive stories or terribly negative stories, maybe a Jerry Sandusky. Now, our friend Reggie Walker played at Penn State. Right. I asked Reggie about Jerry Sandusky one time. He said, I had no idea. Right. Why would he suspect anything? Right. You, you don't. You don't guess things like that. But there are people like that. Then there are people that see a disabled vehicle on the side of the road and they stop and they help out. Or there's the person that drives through the uh, toll station and gives the toll collector a hundred bucks and says the next ten people or twenty people or hundred people through here are on me. I mean, like. There are all these, you know, anonymous donations yeah. to well, you can't charitable do the toll thing anymore. Cause, well, yeah, there are no people. At toll. Yeah, that, that, that's true. But like, I just don't think you know someone unless you live with them. You you can get a very good idea. For eight years, we have watched Pat Kelsey conduct practices, and we've done coaches shows with him. We've interviewed before and after games, yeah. and we know him to a degree. Well, I would say that I, I I would extend the circle out a little bit further. I mean, I think that it's people you live with, but I mean, I feel like you and I know each other pretty well. That that they're, they're not that we would know if something was going on necessarily, but I think you'd maybe have a sense. I agree, but at the same time, when the basketball season ends, we'll see each other at Night Stadium a few times. Maybe we'll get together a couple times over the summer. But Dave, so, who? Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, something could take place in one of our lives that we wouldn't just happen to have touched base or seen well, each other in a month or whatever. That actually kind of did happen. Right, it, it, exactly. <laughs> but, th but that's the point. Right, right, the yeah. point is if you don't live with someone, if you don't see someone every day or, or check in with someone right. all the time, I mean, you, I don't know, have you ever lived near where your parents lived without living with your parents? Uh, that's a great no, no. I, uh, I moved out and moved to New York. Right, but it's very feasible that you can live in a community near your parents. And maybe you get together once a week. Maybe you get together twice a week. But if you get together on a Wednesday and then you've got something going on so you don't get together over the weekend and you come back on the next Wednesday, a lot can happen during the course of a week, whether it's something in someone's life or a health thing, just like, yeah. like, unless you live with someone, and even if you live with someone sometimes, you can miss things. And the, the idea that we know a celebrity 
who we've never lived with and we only see the persona that they put forward on television or on social media, I, I think well, it's the, a and misnomer. Well, the one that's foisted on them. Like, sometimes it's what you put out there, but it's also what people's opinion are you of. Right. And it's not, it's not wrong to like people. I watched that incredible Roger Federer match a couple nights ago. And he lost to... to Djokovic in straight sets, which was unbelievably predictable last night. But a couple of nights ago, he was injured. He was done. He was facing a nobody. And he got off the deck and saved seven match points. And I love Roger Federer. He is my favorite professional athlete. I just, I marvel at how he can still do it all these years later. And he holds himself in such a classy manner. And his wife and his kids are at all of his matches. And he just seems perfect. But you don't know. You have no idea what he's actually like. I watch him on TV a handful of times a year. I mean, what's going but on? But I think what happens is, you. De- but people do develop relationships with these people that they don't know and they feel like they do know them. Absolutely. And, I mean, it happens a lot with actors and, like, movie stars and... I mean, maybe... Cele- any kind of celebrity. Maybe it makes me cold, but I am going to react differently to a loved one in duress than I am someone that I think I know through television. I, I mean, and again, if you are really taking Kobe Bryant's loss really hard... That, I have no beef with that at all. But I didn't know Kobe Bryant. I admired what an amazing basketball player he was. He also, as you alluded to, had some issues. And maybe he rehabbed those issues. And maybe he rehabbed his image. And maybe in the end, he made amends. And maybe he didn't. But I'm in no position to know. Right. Like, I love Roger Federer. I love Steph Curry. But if you put me up against a wall and had me swear on the Bible to tell the whole truth, the answer is I have no idea whether they're good people or bad right, people. Right. I just know what I think. Yeah. Whereas I got a pretty good idea what I am like and my wife is like and my dog is like. My parents, who I visit twice a year, I mean, I lived with them for a long time, so I got a pretty good idea. But what exactly is going on in their life day in and day out? I'm not there. I don't know. I can guess. I got a pretty good feeling. I trust them. But you don't know. I mean, like, like we know so little about these people. And then we have these incredible, I love this guy. I hate this guy. You don't actually know them. No. And it's all based on a perception and based on a small sample of of what their life is about. Right. I mean, when you, because, I mean, one thing I didn't realize... And I think this probably was probably more common knowledge if you were... Put your seatbelt on, please. <laughs> yeah, um, take a off. It's warm. <laughs> this would probably be more common knowledge if, uh, you know, if you were a Laker fan and lived in L.A. I didn't realize he helicoptered to games so he could spend more time with his family. Like, yeah. that's awesome. I, I had no idea that was the case. And the stuff about he liked doing the carpool with his kids yeah. to school each day, like, that that's really cool. But that's, that, that, that's proof positive that we didn't really know him. Right. Right? And there are a million other details we didn't know either. Closing out episode 23 of the Bearded Carcast. Dave Freeman. I am Mike Pacheco. You can 
follow along now on Stitcher. You can listen on Stitcher and always on Twitter. Mike, I'd be curious if the audience has a reaction to different things that have gone on in terms of, you mentioned Thurman Munson. That obviously was a striking situation. And the Kobe Bryant stuff, very much the same. Has something hit you in the sports world that has just made you kind of stop and re-examine things and really, really like assess the way you feel about celebrities? Is, Is there someone out there that you are so close to, even if you don't know them, that, that they cause a visceral reaction. It, it, I think the closest thing to that was um, when David Ortiz got shot. What was your reaction? Um, you know, I was you know, sad, stunned, um, you know, hoping that he was okay. And, and it, kind of along those lines that we just talked about with Kobe. Like, I, you know, I, did, I met him once or twice. Can't claim that I really knew him. Uh, but I loved watching him play. Uh, but I didn't feel like I knew him. Like I didn't, you know, it, you know, I mean, you know, it, and details have come out about the the, the shooting and, and this questions as to whether what the official story is what happened. Who knows? Uh, but I, I, I will say this: I loved watching him play baseball. When he came up to bat, I stopped what I was doing and paid attention. If he had passed, obviously we would have all been tremendously sad. Would the reaction have been the same as Kobe or no? I think it would have been in the neighborhood. I don't know that it would have been as close. Uh, obviously, within the baseball world, it would have been huge. Um, and I think because of playing in Boston, being a Red Sox, I think it would have had huge... I mean, it would have... Probably that would have been comparable. I don't think... I, I don't know that it would have had the same My suspicion level, is close. that Kobe had a... But Kobe also played longer. Like, and it's a younger generation thing. Baseball is in large parts an old man sport and basketball is an international sport that young people are so into and the fact that he played for the LA Lakers for his entire career I mean he had not only the unbelievable basketball career but the LA the, right. the Hollywood yeah. thing going on but but the Ortiz thing that, that, that's an interesting parallel. And if, if you would send us an email, beardedcarcast at outlook.com, beardedcarcast at outlook.com, I'd be curious if there was somebody throughout the years that that, that sort of thing happened to that you really reacted to. For me, it, it's Bill King. Right. Bill King, the great announcer for the A's and the Raiders and the Warriors. Uh, he, he was old. He was in his 60s or 70s. I think his 70s. And he went for um, uh, hip replacement surgery, or maybe it was a knee replacement surgery, and never got off the yeah. the the table. Yeah. A- and that came as very shocking. And it was someone that I idolized and I read about. And he was a he was much more than an announcer. He was a Renaissance man. I did meet him once or twice. I knew his granddaughter a little bit. But again, I wouldn't claim. I mean, I never lived with him. I didn't know him I never was to his house but it hit me it hit me yeah. really hard because he was someone that in our profession and we've devoted an awful lot of time to to what we do to our trade that that I really um idolized I mean, I mean he, yeah. he, he was my guy and, and still is but I think well 
I want to say I think that's different, but maybe it's not. If you're a young basketball player and you idolize Kobe Bryant and you practice to be like Kobe Bryant and you try to have that Mamba mentality, maybe it's the same thing. Well, the only thing I would say that is two different. Uh, I mean, I think the emotion is is fair to say. No, not fair. That's not the right. The emotion is strong, um, and not to equate one versus the other, right? Because um, both are, are, are tragic, but I think there is a slight uh, difference between uh, someone the who dies. Age. Yeah, yeah. Like when yeah. you die at an early age. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he still had another career left in it. You know, he had another chapter or two yeah. in his life. Yeah, and that and that's part of the shocking thing. People in middle age and people older die, and people that are forty-one don't usually die. Right. So you're right. Yeah, in that respect. No, impact, I think, is different. Like, impact is impact. Like, it, it, when someone passes away, it affects you. Uh, but I think you can put, you can say there's, like, added layers when, yep. when there's stuff like that. Yeah. So send us an email, beardofcarcast at outlook.com. Uh, give us a review on, on Stitcher and on iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. And, uh, boy, next week is going to be wild. Winthrop plays Thursday, Saturday, Monday, yeah. three games in five days. So we'll have a card cast at some point next week. We'll and you're going out to uh, LA. You're, you're going to be doing a yes. WCC game. Yeah, today, I am planning on having seafood at Magnolia's, yes. one of our favorite restaurants. And I would suggest one of the better restaurants on the eastern seaboard and the, and the east and in the southeast. Tomorrow, I am having lunch at a seafood place in Malibu. Oh, so so I I, I we'll, we'll go West Coast yeah. East Coast. This this is isn't. It, we can have an East Coast West Coast <laughs> seafood thing going on here. Yeah, it, it, it's not Biggie and Tupac, no. but it, it's it's no. Yeah, what is it like? It's not that. salmon and uh, <laughs> yeah, s- salmon and uh, sea bass or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, Pepperdine will come home from BYU and they'll practice in Malibu tomorrow. Loyola Marymount is not practicing tomorrow that's they're just the watching is, film right? and walking through yeah the game is at LMU which is by LAX so we'll get to LAX tomorrow and I'll drive out to Malibu and have a nice meal and watch practice and watch some film and then uh, get up early and go to go to shoot around at LMU while you and Tony uh, Tony Rizzuti take care yeah. of Winthrop and UNC Asheville I am told a lot of seats have been sold. Yes. I'm told it should be a really, really good environment. Asheville is drastically improved from last year's team. They press the entire game. They run VCU's uh, two presses, the, the diamond and the double fist. And sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not good. They force turnovers, but they are always entertaining. Like the, the brand of basketball they play is up-tempo and fun. Winthrop obviously is playing great. It should be a really good game. And I think Winthrop's style of play, you know, they still want to shoot threes and shoot a lot of them. But the ability to maybe get more points inside the paint is what's really helped this team this year. Because when the threes go cold, they can still they still have the ability to find some points. Exactly. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, so join us next week, and Dave will also give us uh, his uh, season preview of the XFL. <laughs> so join us. Might be a brief podcast. So join us for that, Bearded Carcast, and all your normal Bearded Carcast channels.